This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. Job, the great servant of God, asked this question many centuries ago. In Job chapter 14, he asked this question. If a man dies, shall he live again? And so you might have wondered about this thing called heaven, or you might have wondered about this valley of the shadow of death that David spoke about. Maybe you've actually wondered at some point in time in your life, what really happens when a person dies? What takes place? Maybe you've even questioned in the lowest times of your life, because I'm sure that most of you here, if not everybody here, has experienced a funeral service, a homegoing celebration with somebody you loved, a family member, a friend, had slipped off into eternity. Their life on this earth came to a close and you wondered, what happens when a person dies? What really happens? Maybe you've laid your head on the pillow at night and wondered, what really happens? And I believe these questions about heaven that I'm going to ask today, maybe you have asked them in your own heart, in your own spirit before. Maybe you've asked the question, is heaven really real? <clears throat> is it really real? You would be surprised at the ideologies and the beliefs, the faiths and denominations, what people believe about death and what happens when a person takes their last breath on this earth. You'd be surprised. There are some people that believe that when a person dies and leaves this world, that that's the end of their story. That's the end of their life. Their journey's over. It's all said and done. There are people that believe that when a person dies, <clears throat> that they are reincarnated. They come back to life and live life all over again. If they were a man in this life, they're coming back and living life all over again as a woman, then a man. It's like a hamster's wheel, never ends. <clears throat> Some people believe that when a person dies, that they are somehow heavenly escorted to this place called purgatory where they're depending on their family and their friends to pray them out, work them out, buy them out, to get them a little closer to God. So many ideologies and so many beliefs because of so many religions and faiths. But what do you believe? Think about that with me just for a moment. What do you believe? When a person dies, what do you believe happens? Well, my first question to you and there are five is this. Do you believe that heaven is a real place? That's a question that I've put forth, I don't know, for the last 40 plus years. And I've asked people to search their hearts and to ask that question and see if they can come to grips with the truth and the realities of that. 
But I want to assure you this morning from the Word of God, and that's all I have is the Word of God. I don't have anything else but the Word. And so naturally, all of my questions come from the Word of God. And here's the thing about the Word. We either believe it or we don't. Half of it won't help us. But all of it will. But you have to believe. The Bible is a book of faith. You either believe it or you don't. We're called to sow the seed, to preach the Word, declare the Word. Some falls on good ground, some falls on stony ground. You have to decide what you believe. But question number one, is heaven a real place? When Brother Bud took his last earthly breath, did he really go to heaven? Well, according to the Bible, the Word of God teaches us And if you have ever wondered and if you have ever doubted if heaven was real, here's what I want you to know. Heaven is just as real. It's just as real of a place as the place where you're sitting right now. And I don't want heaven to be real just for a moment because of tears and sadness and separation. I want you to understand that heaven is real because Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, said it was real. In fact, he said it this way in John chapter 14. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. He didn't say, I go and give you a warm and fuzzy feeling. I'm going to prepare you a a nice thought to have in times like these. He said, I go and prepare you a place. And if I go and prepare you a place, he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. So I want you to know, and if you've ever asked that question, is heaven real? Absolutely. Heaven is very real. Not just because a preacher's telling you this, but because God's Word says it. Jesus said, I go to prepare you a place. That's question number one. Maybe you've asked yourself this question about heaven. Well, pastor, if heaven is really real, Does a person go to heaven immediately upon their death? Well, that depends on what you do, what a person does with Jesus Christ. Because you see, heaven is a prepared place, as Jesus said, for prepared people. Nobody will ever stumble in heaven. Nobody will ever get there on an accident. There's no side door, back doors. If a person goes to heaven, they have to be in Christ. We were not born in Christ. The truth of the matter is we were born separated from Christ. And so, well, preacher, 
If a person dies in Christ, how do they get in Christ? I'm going to tell you this in just a moment. But if a person dies in Christ, are you saying they go immediately to heaven? There's no place where they have to sign in or check in or wait for this or wait for that? Absolutely not. Immediately when Mr. Sunshine, Brother Bud, took his last breath on this earth, he took his next one in the presence of God. The Apostle Paul said it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 8. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So Margaret, this is what happened. <coughs> when Brother Bud took his last earthly breath, It went quite quick like this. And he exhaled for the last earthly time. And he took his next one in the presence of God. In the presence of Jesus. There was no hesitation. There was no struggle. He knew Jesus as his Savior and immediately he was there. You say, well, preacher, you're saying that he was there because he was in Christ? Absolutely. And here is the thing. God sent Jesus, his only begotten son, to this earth, this world, for a purpose, for a reason. God didn't send Jesus to, to this earth so that people would just write songs about him or play beautiful music about him or write spiritual poetry about him. And I'm glad all that exists and people do that and they use their gifts and talents to do that. But that wasn't the purpose why God sent Jesus. God sent Jesus to this world for a purpose. And the scripture says in Luke chapter 19, verse number 10, that the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. So Jesus came to give his life a ransom he paid my sin debt. He paid your sin debt. He became our substitute on the cross. He was dying for my sins. He was dying for your sins. And the payment for that sin was his royal crimson blood. He shed his blood. After that, God the Father three days later raised him from the dead. And here is the thing. That's the gospel the death and the glorious bodily resurrection of Jesus. Here is the thing. The scripture says, for God so loved the world. He was willing to put Jesus, his only son, through that. He was willing to put his son Jesus through the barbaric treatment of the cross. He was willing to turn his back on Jesus when Jesus took the sin of me and you and the world upon his back. That's why Jesus said on the cross, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God could not look upon sin. He, so he sent Jesus to die for the sin. Jesus shed his blood. God raised him from the dead. This is the gospel. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So if you place your faith in Christ, 
You believe that he is the savior of the world, that he died for you and you confess your sins and you repent and you ask him to come into your heart and to be your savior. This is how a person gets in Christ. So immediately when brother Bud took his last earthly breath because he was in Christ, immediately he was into the presence of God. Well, pastor, if heaven is a real place, and a person who dies in Christ goes directly to heaven upon their death, then my next question is this. Will we have real bodies in heaven? That's an interesting question. Have you ever wondered what life is really going to be like in heaven? What it's going to be like? What we're going to be like? If you believe in heaven, what is life going to be like when we get there? What will we be like? Well, yes, according to the scriptures, one day we will have real bodies. But now the way that God has arranged it, when we leave this world in Christ, our spirit, our soul goes directly to heaven in the presence of God. They lower our bodies into the ground. But one day, when Jesus returns in the air, we call that the rapture. When the rapture takes place, According to the scriptures, the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are in Christ, we who are alive and remain will be caught up together. We'll meet the Lord in the air. And the scripture says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. One day we will have a new body, not a body like we have known right now. Because these bodies, you think about it, all we have is a finite mind. We cannot comprehend anything beyond what we have. But according to the word of God, we're going to have new bodies. These bodies are not made to live. You remember what David said? And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. These bodies are not made to live forever. Every one of us has something going on. Whether it's eyeglasses or hearing aids or canes or oxygen or whatever the thing may be. These bodies are not made to live in heaven. But one day, according to the word, we will have a new body. And the scripture for that is 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 2. Beloved, now we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. You see, we couldn't comprehend it now. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Whatever Jesus is, the scripture says, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And so you think about this. Yes, we will have real bodies in heaven. Maybe you've wondered about that, but not bodies like we've known. These bodies decay. They grow old. They die. But there's a passage of Scripture in the book of Revelation. The Holy Spirit gave it to John, who was on this little island called Patmos, and this is what the Spirit gave John. John said, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. So yes, if you've ever wondered, will we have new bodies in heaven, real bodies in heaven? Absolutely. I cannot explain it to you right now. The scripture calls it a glorified body, a body perfected. 
that's made to live with God forever. So pastor, if heaven is a real place and a person who dies in Christ goes immediately to heaven upon their death and we have real bodies in heaven, the next question I ask you is this. Because maybe you've asked this question many times. Will we be able to recognize our loved ones in heaven? Heaven's a big place. There's a lot of people going there. That's really not something that the world would have you to think today. The world would call those who believe in Christ fanatics and all kinds of things and demean our faith and our beliefs. But the truth of the matter is this. There are going to be multitudes of people in heaven. In fact, the scripture says that they will not even be able to count them. They are uncountable numbers of people. But I assure you, when you get to heaven, even though it's a big place, you might have loved ones there now. And you've wondered what they're doing. Just a few days ago, we stood right here and had the service for my father. I have no worries. I have no doubts. I have no fears that right now, with Mr. Sunshine and with Brother Crowder and with Brother Cecil Rock and many others, Brother Bruce Chuck, I can just see him now. I can see them now skipping on that street of gold, holding up holy hands like they've never raised them before, shouting Hosanna to the king to the top of their lungs. And I'm sure that as each one of those got there, I can almost see a little welcoming committee from Buford Road standing there and just saying, Brother Bud, come on in. And so, yes, we'll have real bodies in heaven. We'll know each other in heaven. A person goes directly to heaven in Christ, and heaven is a real place. But the fifth question about heaven, only you can answer, and that's this. Will you be in heaven? If you say, well, pastor, I thought every good person went to heaven, I want to assure you that there will not be anybody in heaven because of good works that they have done. Nobody will be in heaven because of their education, their popularity. Nobody will be in heaven because of any earthly thing. We're not made to be in Christ by works. The question is, will you be in heaven? Sister Margaret, I want to share something with you because I believe this is the way it was for Brother Bud and my dad and a host of others when they got to heaven. I've never been to heaven, but I believe that the Bible teaches that heaven is a real place. And I can only come to this conclusion that because I believe it's real, as Jesus said it was, knowing the person that Jesus is, kind, compassionate, loving, humble. Everywhere he went when he walked this earth, in his earthly ministry, he went around touching people's lives and whether it would be giving sight 
to the blind or opening deaf ears or cleansing lepers, making the lame to rise or raising the dead, feeding a multitude with fish and loaves, whatever he was doing, he was doing it for the benefit of others. Jesus never performed one miracle in the scriptures for his own benefit, never once. Everything he did was always for others. That's just the kind of man he is. And because he has such a big, compassionate heart, I can only imagine. I've not been there, and I don't have a scripture for this. But I can only imagine that when Brother Bud got to heaven's gates, those pearly gates, I can almost see the Lord Jesus standing there with those nail-scarred hands opened to receive him in. And I can see in my mind's eye as Brother Bud is taking that first breath in heaven, the Lord Jesus wrapping those arms around him and pulling him in and saying, Brother Bud, welcome in. Everybody listen up. Mr. Sunshine's here. And I can just see heaven just lighting up. And I can almost see the Lord and Brother Bud taking a couple of first steps inside of that celestial place. And maybe Jesus turned to Mr. Sunshine and said, Brother Bud, this is your first day in heaven. Come on in. Is there anything I can do for you? I know what he would say. And I know what he would not say. He would not say this. Well, Lord, this is a beautiful place and the preacher spoke about it. I talked about it and it's what I've dreamed about going to all my life and I'm finally here. But if you're saying that I can have anything I want, this is my first day in heaven. Well, hey, because you are a miracle working God. Could you perform a miracle one more time for me and send me back to my family? Send me back to earth. Give me a healthy body and let me live another 15 years without any imperfections. Just give me a life of health to live with all of my family and friends again. Brother Bud wouldn't say that. As much as he loved you, you, sir, out there on the West Coast and everybody watching, as much as he loved you, he wouldn't say that, but this is what he would say. He would say, my sweet Jesus, if I could have anything my heart desires, it would not be that you send me back to my family, but one day you would bring my family to me. That you would bring my friends to me. And I tell you today in the sweet name of Jesus that that's only possible by getting in Christ. You cannot go there by yourself. And let me say this and hear me out. Don't judge this until you hear the whole conclusion. So buckle up. Jesus Christ is not your best way to heaven. He's not an alternate way to heaven. He's not one of many paths to heaven. Jesus Christ 
is your only way to heaven. This is what he said. I am the way. The truth and the life. And then listen carefully what he said. He said, no man, whether it's a person who calls himself a Christian, a Hindu, a Mormon, a Catholic, Presbyterian, a Pentecostal, Church of Christ, none of that stuff matters. This is what matters. He said, I am the way, not a denomination, not a religion, not an ideology. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And he said, I don't care who you are. No man, no man comes to the Father but by me. Now, here's where it comes in, because we either believe that or we don't. The words of Jesus are words of faith. But this is what he said. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You get in Christ by receiving him. I want to do something very special for you and your precious family and the friends who have gathered today and those of you that are watching by internet Nearly 52 Sundays a year, I stand right here and pray the prayer of faith at the end of every service. I want to do that in Brother Bud's honor, his memory, for anyone that just may have a fraction of a doubt. If you lay your head on the pillow at night and wonder about these questions, and there is just a fraction, you know, is it really real? Does a person go there immediately upon their death? All these questions about heaven, Pastor, I've thought about them a thousand times. I just don't know. I want to help you with that today. I want to pray the prayer of faith. And it's not a magic prayer. I don't have a magic prayer. I cannot put you in Christ any more than I put myself in Christ. I cannot do that. Only Jesus can do that. But I want to pray the prayer of faith with you. And this has been prayed many different ways. But it means the same thing. And so I want to ask you to bow with me just for a moment in prayer. And if there's just one person here today, just one, in Brother Bud's honor and his memory, his testimony, his legacy, there's a fraction of doubt in your mind. If it were possible, he would come back and crawl back to your pew and say, Listen to the preacher, but that's not how it works. He can't come back here, but you can go to him. And the only way that's possible is to get in Christ, and here's how you do it. If you just fractionally doubt the destiny of your eternal soul, and your soul is the most important thing you have, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? If there's just a fraction of doubt, Pastor, I've just not been sure. And I want to help you right now. Pray this prayer with me right now. It's the same prayer Brother Bud prayed many years ago. Dear Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner 
and by faith, I'm trusting you right now, just like Bud, to be my personal Savior. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Cover me with your precious blood. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I'm trusting you right now, just like Bud, to take me to heaven when I die. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.